When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sixty-five million years ago, dinosaurs roamed the Earth. But today, 65 million and 30 years later, is that how math works? It doesn't matter. Jurassic Park is 30 years greater. That's right. It's 30 years greater. The post-show recaps and RHAP podcast where we are going back 30 years into the past to talk about movies from the 1990s. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined here by Rob Sesternino. And welcome to Jurassic Park. You know, uh, Josh, uh, we were so preoccupied with whether or not we could do this podcast. Mm -hmm. We didn't stop to think if we should. Yeah. Should we stop to think about it now or is it too late? I think it's too late. I think it's a little late. I think it's a little late. I think that we have. uh, Is this the podcast equivalent of a velociraptor? Like, was this an irresponsible podcast to bring into the world? This one in particular or this uh, series? Uh, I think that this specific episode of this specific podcast series. I mean, I think, um, no, this not the specific episode, but as a concept, you know, we basically have uh, gone back. Uh, We found uh, movies that were preserved in In amber. 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 In ember. Yeah. Uh, And we have basically figured out a way to, you know, bring them into the future and there are a lot of people that every week are like, no, no, you shouldn't be talking about this now. This is not yeah. good. This is not good. Don't I mean, bring maybe it not into with the Jurassic future. Park. Yeah. Right. Don't bring it into the future. Yeah. This movie cannot survive in, tw- in 2023. But we said, life finds a way. Life finds a way. If, it, if it's not us, it's going to be somebody else. So we may as well genetically alter the DNA from the tree sap and create yeah. some podcasts. Out this of it. movie was not designed to live in yeah. this era. No, no. Uh, like, how could we possibly know if uh, it would be able to coexist with the rest of the many great podcasts across mm-hmm. the PSR and RHAP networks? But We're here to find out here on 30 Years Greater, which if you're just joining us, you should go ahead and subscribe. Postshowrecaps.com slash 30 is the RSS link when you search by URL. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. Oh, should it be postshowrecaps.com slash hold on to your butts? What's that link to? No, I don't know what that should link to. To the Patreon, patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. No, we are so happy to have you all here. Make sure you're subscribed. Postshowrecaps, 30 years greater, wherever you get your pods. We are here talking about movies that uh, first came out 30 years ago. We are trying to do that as close to the day as possible. Mm -hmm. For the case of Jurassic Park, we launched this podcast uh, about a, a month, month and a half past the point that Jurassic Park would have been eligible. And yeah. graciously, the universe, uh, or at least Universal, Universal. <laughs> decided to re-release Jurassic Park in theaters this past weekend in 3D, which Rob and I both did not go and do, uh, no. I assume. Uh, I watched we- it in 2D. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. 
you know, in my 3D world. Yeah. 2D, 2X or mm-hmm. 1X? How did you do? <laughs> yeah. 2D, 1.5X. Yeah. yeah, you got to go fast. Listen, those dinosaurs, they could really come after you. You got to get ahead of I them. I mean, those velociraptors were terrifying. Swift. Swift. Yeah, the, the Jurassic Park, the, the, the T-Rex was reaching top speeds of about 85 to 90 miles an hour. Horrible. Horrible. To be chased when, by... When, a... when this thing hit 88 miles per hour, I saw some... <laughs> your life pass before yeah. your eyes can you can you imagine just imagine for a moment in our hellscape that we live in in modern day life in america to be chased down by a tyrannosaurus rex on top of it all you know of the many ills of our modern day world yeah. and all of the different existential that threats that we face Real life dinosaurs is uh, seemingly not one of them. One of the few things, you know, from the movies of this era that were potentially like, uh, you know, the centerpiece of horror movies. This is one that uh, honestly, like not a major top 100 threat. Yeah, uh, I think uh, top 100 off the board dinosaurs returning to Earth and regaining supremacy. This is not one of our various crises. Um, But if it were... uh, yeah, I don't want to think about it. I don't mm-hmm. want to think about it. Jurassic Park, a cautionary tale about science gone wrong. Uh, what happens when man plays at God? And I think that that is a, a relevant theme to uh, our modern day, that the great Michael Crichton, author of the original Jurassic Park novel, as well as its follow-up novel, uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, uh saw coming many many decades earlier uh, did you ever read the jurassic park books on which the film franchise is based no should i uh the books are, are fun yeah uh books mm-hmm. are fun they're like and they're like different in meaningful ways uh from the movie like different characters live different characters have like more importance than others okay. uh like and there's like some good easter eggs specifically or raptor eggs in uh in the first movie um, the second movie, uh, the Lost World sequel, that's uh, going to be covered in 2027 on 30 Years Greater. So we can talk about it a little bit today because it's so far from now that we'll forget this. Like, has almost nothing in common with the book. The book, uh, yeah, has nothing in common with the book. But this mm-hmm. is like close enough. Uh, so we got to talk. Uh, we got to talk about JP. Uh, JP J Park, as we like to call it here, Rob, uh, a Steven Spielberg joint. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice to get back to Spielberg after we've been away from him for a few weeks. Uh, pre 30 yep. years greater, we were doing Indiana Jones. Yeah, we saw a lot of Indiana Jones, and there is, uh, you know, some of the Spielberg staples, uh, that you know, you get in all of his movies of you know, characters reacting to things before you see the thing, and then. You know, uh, thing not seeing the thing for a while, and cute animals, and all sorts of Spielbergisms that are in there. Yeah, uh, this is a movie that I think is thought about as one of the true classics of the '90s. I think one of the things that we are doing here on Thirty Years Greater, Rob, is asking the question of how does this hold up 30 years later and whether or not the movie itself holds up 30 years later, there's just no question that this movie is still being like widely discussed 30 years later. Yeah. I I mean uh, that I honestly, I didn't really even see anything uh, that like really stood out to me as like, boy, that does not, hold up uh yeah. maybe other than some of like the computers that they're using i'm like okay that that is uh, uh-huh. like a comical uh the computers that are happening in this movie but other than that 
um, you know, I think it really does uh, hold up remarkably well. Maybe the pacing is a little slow in points where okay. compared to a modern day film. But yeah. just going back to the re-release, you know, it seems like something that might have been like thrown together. And maybe, uh, you know, this is me like uh, holding on to my butt and talking out of my butt at the same time. But it's quite like an that athletic was, achievement, by the yeah. way. To do that. Yeah. Yeah. Was this just like that the people at Universal like, so boy, this is a very soft movie summer. Uh, Uh, How about this Hail Mary? Uh, Like uh, Jurassic Park. No, they're uh, doing well. Universal's the Oppenheimer studio. Like they had a pretty good summer. But why not do it? At the time, it was the 30 years. Yeah. Of I, is it just it was up against too much competition? Part then? of me wonders, yeah, like, did they forget? Uh, was it up against too much competition? I'm trying to think of what was out at the start of June. And it's like a month after that that we're getting into Mission Impossible, Barbenheimer territory. So, like, I feel like they probably had some space to do it. Maybe it just uh, it took too long. Maybe they, they just, they like, really, ready. really wanted to get the 3D just right um but irrelevant to our interests uh 25 uh or 30 years now at this point uh we are we're talking about jurassic park still uh had when was the last time you had seen this uh is jurassic park on your regular rotation i think that i probably had watched it in like um probably like 2021 i think when it was on hbo max i think i tried to show it to my kids i think we got like halfway through it Mm -hmm. yeah uh famously jurassic park holds a great uh historic place in the post show recaps network's heart uh the post show recaps patron program was launched via Mm -hmm. a podcast called jurassic park the podcast which uh, advertised itself as a podcast about Jurassic Park and then became a nightmare-fueled sojourn into the process of becoming a patron of Post Show Recaps. And we are still here three years later, but uh, that may have been like uh, an ill-conceived, reckless way of going about launching a patron program. Mm -hmm. I I think that there was definitely... I think it was very (laughs) appropriate. (laughs) Very fitting. I do think it fits the vibe of the PSR patron experience. So uh, Jurassic Park has a place in the PSR network already. Uh, you can go back and listen to that podcast, but we barely talk about Jurassic Park in that movie, uh, in that podcast. Mm-hmm. We will that for sure talk about yeah. Jurassic Park this time. Uh, Scout's Honor, we will do it. Uh, no jokes, uh, Dragon Fruit and all of that good stuff. Do you have memories of seeing Jurassic Park as a child? Yeah, so I remember 1993, it was just like the biggest thing ever. And I don't remember that uh, for whatever reason, like I feel like that my parents were very like late in the game. And I feel like many anti-dinosaur. No, but many weeks after it had been, you know, doing uh, just, you know, bonkers at the box office. It was uh, we went to a drive in to go and see uh, the Jurassic Park. That's cool. Yeah. Um, have I told you before, either on this podcast or not, I've never been to a drive-in before. Oh, I've okay. never done the drive-in. This yeah. seems like a great movie to do at a drive-in movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, that scene they, when know, they're running, uh, driving away from the T-Rex would yeah, would, you'd be would in the different. car for some yeah. of this. Uh, yeah. but you could get out of the car for the drive-in. Yeah. Yeah, I think once the T-Rex is like stomping around on cars for that scene, if I was a kid seeing it at a drive-in movie theater, I'd have to get out of the car and I'd probably uh, cry a little bit. I think I'd be mm-hmm. scared. I think I would have been scared. Yeah. 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 Um, so 
but it, I, I do remember going to see it and, um, you know, being, you know, pretty excited uh, yeah. in 1993 about Jurassic Park. It was just so much like it was everywhere. It was ubiquitous. It yeah. was everywhere. It was everywhere. So I, I don't remember how old I am. I really should probably remember how old I I think I'm eight years old. Ninety three. Uh, I think that that's right. Does that math out? Let's say. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm I'm like a, I'm a kid that's like right in that sweet spot for the Jurassic Park marketing machine. Uh, so like there were toys there were, there were like and you can really see in the movie that like Dr. Grant is dressed like an action figure. Ellie Sattler is dressed like an action figure. Those toys, they looked exactly like their movie counterparts with like the pink shirt or like the blue shirt. It was really great stuff. I loved those action figures. I saw them on the shelves and I had to go and see Jurassic Park after that. So they got me. Uh, they got me exactly where they wanted me. And then I was like riveted, riveted in the theaters. Uh, I think, uh, again, if I hadn't seen Terminator already, I would have been utterly terrified of this movie. But instead, it was just a thrill ride from start to finish. Loved Jurassic Park uh, and was such a sucker at that uh, time in my life that I was even like really in on Lost World when Lost World came out. Uh, we'll have to reevaluate that in a in a few years from from now. Uh, but the toys are great. Do you have any awareness of the toys? Do you know what like dino damage is, Rob? No, I don't. So the dinosaurs, uh, dinosaurs, uh, the dinosaur dinosaurs. dinosaurs, the dinosaur action figures. There was like a line of the Jurassic Park action figures where they introduced a line called dino damage. And you would think that that's like the damage the dinosaurs inflict upon the humans. But instead, it seems to be the damage the dinos inflict upon themselves because the dino damage action figures that you would get is like what's called a Triceratops. So the Triceratops is on, in your action figure shelves now and you go and you buy the Triceratops action figure and you take it home and the dino damage is it's got like a removable chunk of Triceratops. Mm -hmm. So you like take out like and like like just like a chunk of the side of the Triceratops and you see yeah. like rib cage and muscle uh and that was the dino damage and i thought it was the coolest yeah. freaking thing in the world you know just from a perspective of like a traditional movie like there is no um like typical action hero i mean the, the closest you have to that is Muldoon. Muldoon. yeah yeah Who, Patrick Muldoon. not like Starship troopers I mean, typically, like the blockbuster movies of this era, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger uh -huh. is. And this is a movie. I mean, it's more of an, 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 an ensemble. Yes. Um, you know, you have Sam Neill and Laura Dern and who could forget Jeff Goldblum, who is yes. great. Yes. But you don't have like the like titular person that you want the action figure of. Right. Yeah. But they were still so cool. They, cause like they were hanging out with dinosaurs and you could imagine them fighting dinosaurs and it was really <laughs> great. So like for me, it was like the toys before the movie, I think. Uh, and then it was the movie and I was wondering why I suddenly had like an action figure of Tim, the kid, uh, mm -hmm. Tim. So. <laughs> little, little Tim. Uh, yeah, I think like, uh, I think that that's a really good point that this ends up being a movie. I think in so many ways, it is a movie that is held up on the on the backs of like all of the characters in this movie have something to contribute. Maybe not always something like, you know, like super great to contribute, but no wasted shots in, in this film. I think like every single person who gets a speaking line is memorable in some way. Uh, even some of the background people that uh, we'll see if we if we get into all of them. But are you yeah. ready to talk about? The yeah. 
the story of Jurassic yeah, not, Park? Not to shade Sam Neill anymore, but this is the <laughs> only movie that could have been like, you know, a billion dollar blockbuster with Sam, Sam Neill, Neill as the lead. lead yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if that's true. Uh, I guess you're not an Event Horizon guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that will inflict Event Horizon upon the 30 years greater masses. When does Event Horizon come out? Uh, Event Horizon, 1997. So I while, he, was, while yeah. he wasn't doing uh, Jurassic Park 2, he was in space ripping his eyeballs out. Speaking of dino damage. Uh, so uh sam neil uh he gets to do the harrison ford thing do you think harrison ford would have been a better dr grant or would it have yeah. been too repetitive too repetitive of uh of indiana <laughs> jones i don't think it would have been too repetitive i think i mean but it's hard to say that the movie would have made one dollar more if harrison yeah. ford like yeah. so it's like a good, they spent the money on the effects and uh, you know you can then you can you know, it's like yeah. building like a fantasy football team of like oh, okay yeah. we'll put all our money into the dinosaurs and then that we just don't have to necessarily have like a super expensive cast yes that's right for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Rob, we got to talk about Jurassic Park's story. Uh, and this movie memorably, uh, memorably begins with uh, uh, it's a it's a very it's a stormy night on Isla Nublar. Is that what it's called? Isla Nublar uh, here. In, the wrong person. Yes. Isla Nublar, the tropical Isla Nublar as a storm is raging through and the workers at Jurassic Park are trying to transport a velociraptor. This movie also is the first time a young Josh Wiggler learns about a velociraptor, just like yeah. that strange little boy. This uh, movie put a velociraptor it. on the map. The, yeah. Nobody knew what a velociraptor was prior to Jurassic Park. Before that Jurassic was, Park, like, what's your favorite dinosaur? Very easy answer. T-Rex, Brontosaurus, Triceratops, Stegosaurus, Pterodactyl. And then you that left was this the movie, five. and you're like, Velociraptor, uh, mm -hmm. like Velociraptor shoots to the top. Velociraptor of the was nothing prior to yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. There's no yeah. mention of. I mean, that for all I know, Velociraptor could have been made up by Jurassic Park. Yeah, at that moment in time, I was like, this can't be real, right? Never You're heard telling of me that there's like a Velociraptor, there's a dinosaur out there that's scarier than a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And it turns out the answer is like wildly yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. They're smart stealthy lithe little killers uh that'll just like claw you with their sharp nail and just rip out your little guts uh mm. and the movie uh is going to like very effectively demonstrate this in the first scene when uh the worker gets dragged in and Muldoon the raptor handler very famous shoot shoot uh, and we cut to uh, we get some other stuff first. But shortly after that, we're going to get our first Dr. Grant scene where he tells a small boy, this like boy who's this like kind of like was extra, you know, this extra extra again. So this is what I mean, like no wasted parts, like a very memorable kid. 
asks about the raptor, like that doesn't sound real. That can't be real. A velociraptor. And Sam mm-hmm. Neil is like, oh yeah, well this is a velociraptor claw, and what if it cut you like this or like that, and it hunts you? And if you don't, if you think you see one and you think you got the jump on it, its brother's gonna come at you from the side of the woods later in the movie to the guy from the front. That's what's gonna happen to you, kid. And I remember being in the theater, being like, I'm petrified of the concept of a velociraptor now uh like wow. they do a very good job of like explaining to the kid in the movie and then explaining through the kid in the movie to the kids in the audience of like oh god no velociraptor's bad news very bad news. yeah this yeah. is real it's happening uh so <laughs> yeah 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 uh happening in a major major way okay so the velociraptor kills the handler yeah. and this is causing all kinds of problems there is the big business that is investing in the concept of jurassic park and so we need to send somebody out to see like what's going on is this uh like is this safe uh, are we going to be walking into major lawsuits by opening up Jurassic Park? So in comes the blood-sucking lawyer, Donald they Gennaro. They hate lawyers in this movie. This is a movie that is decidedly anti-lawyer. Yes. Uh, That's why I, I'm glad that we have the uh, Suits Yourself podcast uh-huh. to balance out all of the dragging of lawyers in this movie. It's the Suits Yourself podcast, uh, which uh, people can uh, follow at suitspodcast.com. Daily mm-hmm. Suits podcasting from Robin Chappelle, if you were not yeah. yet aware. Uh, is that a pro lawyer podcast? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lawyers, yeah. lawyers are the heroes of Suits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how would the lawyers of Suits do at Jurassic Park? I think Harvey Specter would have gone there and then basically he would not have been like, how much money can we make? He would have been very concerned about like the safety of the people. Really? Yes. Yes. He would have shut it down. He would have shut it down. Wow. Okay. And what about the other guy? What's his name again? Mike. Yeah. Mike Ross. Yeah. Mike Ross. Yeah. I think that he would have been pretty impressed with uh, all the dinosaurs. He would have uh, been like a very good Dennis Nedry candidate uh, to like go and steal the secrets of Jurassic Park because he could just look. He could just like look at all the information. Mm-hmm. He could look at yeah. all of like the books of like how to make a dinosaur. And then he just would have to commute out of Jurassic Park. Yeah, but, but you have to get the cream embryos cream. out. That's, yeah. That, yeah, that'd be hard. That'd be hard. Uh, so the safety measures are in place. We're going to have to do a site visit. Uh, Gennaro is going to go. We are also going to have to recruit a bunch of other people. Uh, so this is how we get Dr. Grant. This is how we get Ellie Sattler. This is uh, the Sam Neill and Laura Dern characters being introduced into the movie. And they are uh, a pair of uh, a paleontologist and a paleobotanist. Uh, okay. So they're really just like dividing and conquering the paleo field. Uh, and they're just like out on like a dig. Uh, there's that great scene earlier in the movie where the bad guy from Clear and Present Danger, who is like the excavator at the start of this movie, says, Grant's like me. He's a digger. Uh, and Alan Grant digs, and so does Dig Alan, uh, and so does Dr. Sattler. And while they're out there digging, John Hammond, uh, the great uh, Santa Claus of Jurassic Park, uh, Miracle on Isla Nublar, uh, Richard Attenborough himself, the late great, is in their trailer popping their champagne. Uh, this is like a little. This is like a little bit uh, home invadey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Hey, look, he's got to, you know, uh, tell them the big news. Hey, yeah. have you heard? I've got a Jurassic Park. He's like, I've got dinosaurs. Do you want to meet them? Uh, I'd mm -hmm. love for you to meet the dinosaurs. Uh, and so, like, there's a little bit of, like, I'll believe it when I see it. But, yeah, I guess I'll come and I'll check this out. Uh, sure. Why not? Let's do, let's give it a look. Uh, so Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler are in. We're also going to get the, the chaos mathematician Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum as a kid. Favorite character quite obviously yeah he's so movie. good yeah. um again i don't necessarily know like why they need him he does show up and he is on his high horse throughout the whole movie mm -hmm. and uh but he is the coolest character he's so cool in the film yeah probably his coolest role ever for jeff goldblum yeah i'm trying to think of if he's ever played anybody who's like just outright cooler than dr malcolm he's had a great storied career mm -hmm. uh he has uh saved many a day uh and also yeah. has has ruined many of a day like yeah, there's a world independence day yeah there's a world where uh dr malcolm uh gets involved in some sort of horrible genetic experiment here at jurassic park and becomes the fly that sucks the dino dna out of the amber uh, and that's a very different movie, and it's very gross. So I'm glad that we get this one instead. Uh, but yeah, I think that they're like, okay, well, you think about like the chaotic ramifications of the universe. Are we doing something so egregious? So mm -hmm. he gets called in to do one-liners and, and stuff. And Gennaro, the lawyer, is there as well. So that's kind of the four. These are the four people on the site visit. Um, separate from all of this is the aforementioned Dennis Nedry, Wayne Knight, uh what was seinfeld actively happening yes. as jurassic park is happening yes. so you see this movie and immediately that's newman newman yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. he had like the character of newman became I, I think that he is like on in jurassic park such a big part of jurassic park and then i think that they wrote a bigger like i think that he was right. just a recurring character and then i think that he becomes like a series regular uh like he's now he's not in every episode of seinfeld but his his role on Seinfeld, they definitely like. Oh, we really, we got to use this guy. Blows up, yeah. Uh, so uh, he's playing Dennis Nedry. This is my first exposure to to Wayne Knight, and so I went like the reverse commute of then. I checked mm -hmm. out some Seinfelds. Eventually, I was like, oh, there's Nedry. Uh, mm -hmm. so, hello, like, Nedry. You know, hello, Nedry. Uh, hello, John Hammond. Uh, so <laughs> Nedry's uh, like this selfish, greedy man who is meeting with a, a guy in a Hawaiian shirt named Dodgson. We have Dodgson here. See, nobody cares. Uh, mm -hmm. And so Dodgson is like yeah. this guy from this shady rival group. Uh, and I believe in the books, he's like a really big deal, uh, is my memory of Dodgson. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they've turned him into a big deal in like the sequel movies. Uh, I'm not a Jurassic World guy. I didn't do the Jurassic Worlds, really. I watched them. Okay. I didn't watch the third one. Uh, but I know that they like expand on some of the smaller characters in, in these movies. But Dodgson's mm -hmm. a big deal in the book. Uh, yeah. and he's did, giving... I mean, did you go see the the, the last one where everybody in the multiverse? Yeah. No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I uh, I don't know. I'm like, I was like soured on the whole thing. I thought that the first of these was not that good. And then the second one was OK. But like, I don't know. I was just like tired. I was tired, mm -hmm. tired to see Jurassic Park Dominion. Uh, people, mm -hmm. If people loved it, let us know. Uh, I would love to check it out if it was super, super good. Mm -hmm. But the last time they had brought Sam Neill back to the Jurassic Park franchise, he was having conversations with Velociraptors, and it was weird. Uh, so I yeah. wasn't like super eager to. Which movie that. is that? That's JP three. 
Yeah. Okay. He's the star of JP3. Oh, then and he comes back for the third one. Yeah, he's the star of JP3. He's Billy out Meets in the Lost Macy World. Is there. He's out on Lost World. Yeah. He's yeah. not there. He's nowhere in Lost World. Uh, and in Jurassic Park 3, he de-escalates a situation with Velociraptors. He bargains with a, a pack of Velociraptors, and they let him go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in a movie where they brought dinosaurs back to life. 65 million implausible. years greater. Yeah. That was implausible to me. Uh, mm-hmm. So it didn't need to revisit. Uh, so Dennis Nedry's got a shaving cream can to put dinosaur embryos in. What do you think of this plan? Uh, shut down Jurassic Park, sneak out some embryos, get off the park, huge payday. Was this worth doing for Dennis Nedry? He's going to get $1.5 million, right? It's a, good, um, it's a good amount of money. It's a good amount of money, especially in 1993. Yeah. And... It's for him. He appears to be in some kind of like dire straits. Uh, Uh Like he has like this one conversation with John Hammond later where he's like, uh, John Hammond is like, I know you have a lot of bills, but you need to be earning, doing some financial responsibility. Uh, Like all of a sudden that Richard uh, or John Hammond is Dave Ramsey of like, Uh uh, you gotta like, Pay to that uh, you spend too much money. I'm not yeah. going to help you. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. He has so- like a a lot of very like personal uh, stake in Dennis Nedry. It seems like I would have loved for that to have been elaborated upon uh, a little bit more. Uh, John Hammond has one of my favorite lines of the movies, or one of the lines of the movies I think about the most as it relates to Dennis Nedry. Yeah, Nedry, our lives are in your hands, and you have butterfingers. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff. So Nedry mm-hmm. is going to be the mole. We're on mole patrol and it's Nedry. Um, but let's go back to Jurassic Park. And uh, the movie is probably like we're like 20, 25 minutes into the movie at this point, right around where we are on the podcast clock. When you see your first dinosaur in all yeah. of its glory uh, and the Jurassic Park music is just coming in. The John Williams score. It's yeah. already been beautiful. And the helicopter ride into the thing where Dr. Grant ties the seatbelts together. Uh, and there it is. A brontosaurus. Yeah. Welcome to Jurassic Park, Rob. It's beautiful. Welcome, welcome to Jurassic Park. Uh, can I say something about the pacing of the movie? Like, yes. I think that this is a uniquely paced movie. Okay. And, you know, uh, last week we talked about The Sandlot, uh, which is also... In my mind, a uniquely paced movie because yeah. that, and yes. you know, and again, I am not the greatest student of film structure, but, you know, I, this is a movie I feel like that the three act structure of this movie, I feel like is a little off where yeah. I feel like that the real like um, it's like a movie of like two halves of like sort of like the first half of the movie is sort of like just like establishing the world yeah. of Jurassic Park and then the second half of the movie is just surviving where everything has just uh gone wrong and it's yeah. really in my mind i felt like that the events around nedry and uh nedry ultimately getting away like happens probably like in the first like you know 25 30 minutes of the movie that's yeah. like the first act like no that's like halfway through the movie by yes. the time uh that anything happens to nedry yeah i think if if i were to try to break it down into three acts i think when john hammond says welcome to jurassic park we're the end of act one so like act mm-hmm. one's question is are there dinosaurs on modern day earth and at the end of act one when we see the brontosaurus the the answer is yeah Okay, so act two mm-hmm. starts, and the question is like, is it a good idea to have modern day dinosaurs? And by the end of act two, which I would say is like after like 
the shit hits the fan. Like it starts with like asking that question, interrogating that question and sort of like this soft, like round table dinner style, Mr. DNA conversations. And then it goes to like Tim and Lexi and Grant are in the cars. They're running for their lives. The power has been shut down. The guy who tried to screw them over gets killed. And also like there's Raptors and it's terrifying. And I think it's like when we get the reunion of Dr. Sattler, Tim, Lexi and Grant, that we move into act three. And so at that point, we've like like clearly like established Mm -hmm. by the end of act two, like dinosaurs, it's not a good idea. This is a bad idea. And so then act three is more like, can we do something about it? And by the end of act three, the answer is like, probably no, but maybe we can escape. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think that there's some three act structure to it, but it's like a little bit harder to see than uh, some of the other movies. uh, I think that we've talked about for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really fun. I mean, I think that like the pace of the movie is really interesting because the action, like I was looking at the clock and it's like Dr. Grant's in the tree with the kids and like the brontosaurus is about to sneeze on Lexi and like there's only 35 minutes left in the movie. I was mm-hmm. I was shocked uh, at that when I when I looked at that. I would have thought that that was halfway through. So, uh, yeah, there's there's something there for sure. Um, were you filled with wonder when you saw the dinosaurs? Were you just filled with... Yeah, I probably was. I mean, I think that at the time, <laughs> it was such a quantum leap for, you know, yeah. the visual effects. Uh, yeah. th- that are they, like, uh, st- do they still hold up now? I, like, I have to say that this is probably, like, watching the movie, I'm like, I think the dinosaurs look a little fake. Uh, you know what's funny? Times. is like, I watched this uh, for the fake Jurassic Park podcast that was the Post Show Recaps Patreon commercial uh, some yes. years ago. And, like, I remember walking away from that uh, being like, God, I really think that, like, it's uh, it, it, it really holds up. Uh, you know, I guess that that would have been, what, like, 27 years greater. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, like, man, the movie just looks great. And then I watched it again this time. Uh, and what I clocked was like how green screeny uh, the Dr. Grant going up to the brontosauruses are. It's like obviously like some of it is just like a little bit on the yeah. on the fence. But then there's stuff like that that like Triceratops that's just like ah uh, <laughs> like on the ground. Yeah, being like real sick. Like that feel that feels like a real triceratops. That was a practical uh, triceratops. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe like needed to like uh, have some like practical help from a doctor, uh, mm-hmm. certainly. But mm-hmm. yeah, practically, like, I think like the practical effects of this movie are really, really great. And the visual effects are like starting to show some signs of aging for me. But not so bad that like it robs me of that. No, uh, definitely not. But for nineteen ninety three, I mean, it was transcendent, incredible, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think like you put that next to like even some of the stuff from like my beloved Terminator two. Like I think blows it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like really, really good stuff. Um, okay, so then we do get into the question of like, okay, so dinosaurs are here. How'd you do it? And we get into the Mister DNA sequence. Uh, and uh, the very oh, I have lines. I forgot. Uh, John Hammond has to do a bit with uh, a pre-filmed version of himself and a cartoon character, Mr. DNA. Where did you come from? Yes. Is John Hammond going to do this every day for every group that comes through? Like, this is, like, you would think that you would, like, I get if John Hammond is in the movie, but you would want to be training, like, the Jurassic Park pages to be doing Uh that. Yeah, so I think probably that this is just for, like, the investors and, like, all Uh, of, like, the, like, the back-end developers. I don't think that this is a front-end feature. Uh, Like, I don't think that, like, every guest that comes, though maybe, like, the people who are coming to Jurassic Park are, like, 
sickly wealthy, probably. Uh, like the ticket prices to go to Jurassic Park uh, would make like your visit to the Star Wars Galaxy Hotel look really, really silly in comparison. And that was pretty expensive. Uh, so like maybe they buy themselves into like having like a personal tour from John Hammond. Mm -hmm. But I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the Roy family comes here on vacation. Yeah. Is there a comp between uh, John Hammond and Logan Roy, do you think? Can you imagine? Well, uh, they're both what does Jurassic uh, men Park with like accents if... and gray uh -huh. beards. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <sighs> no, they're but, wielding uh, great power, yeah. uh, with maybe limited responsibility. Um, unlike Logan Roy, um, John Hammond uh, loves his grandchildren. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where his Lexi, actual do you children like are. Mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he asks about that. No. Iverson, do you like velociraptors? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think that the idea of uh, a Waystar Royco running Jurassic Park is kind of terrifying, though. They are like in the amusement park. They business. are in the amusement park business, so yes. it's a little frightening to consider. Yes, I, uh, I could see maybe putting Roman in charge of Jurassic Park. Kendall Roy giving a really great Mr. DNA presentation. Honestly, the Mr. DNA presentation feels like a Kendall Roy idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's like, uh, so we're going to need animators. We're going to need to get a freaking, uh, what's it called? Mr. DNA cartoon character, uh, mascot, T-shirts, coffee mugs. It's going to uh, be an interactive, an interactive yeah. <laughs> totally. experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the Roy's do Jurassic Park is a is a really fun thing to, to chew on. Ship's uh, like, are we really doing this? Are we yeah. really? We're really going to cre recreate dinosaurs from 65 million years ago? Yeah. Uh, is it, are we, have we thought this through? Tom is like the blood-sucking lawyer equivalent mm -hmm. of like, uh, I'm just an observer. I'm just an observer. Just here to observe. <laughs> Uh, Greg's like, I'm not sure that this is so good, uh, un Uncle Hammond. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that this is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I would love to see the Roy's at Jurassic Park. Do any of them survive Jurassic Park, or do they all get eaten? <sighs> um, I, don't, I don't know that they make it out of Jurassic hard to say. Park. Hard yeah. to say. Yeah, I think that they probably all get eaten. Mm -hmm. um, the Mister DNA sequence happens. We learn that the dinosaurs have been extracted DNA from uh, mosquitoes that were preserved in amber and spliced with frogs and other animals to fill in gaps in the dinosaurs' genome. Uh, and like, I have no idea like what any of this stuff is at the time of watching the movie, but like it, the movie feels really confident in saying it, so you like buy it immediately. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, that would work. <laughs> like that why haven't we done that yet uh, mm -hmm. like that feels like that would work it feels like jurassic park the movie just laid out the key to bringing dinosaurs back to life yeah the scientists also need to use somehow virtual reality also uh -huh. like that's maybe we're just throwing things at the wall at this point in terms yeah. of the science of yeah. that we need to go into augmented reality to then put the dna into the missing parts unbelievable uh so they go on like then it becomes like a theme park ride where like the room that they're in like goes and tours the uh the science lab i wondered where it was ultimately going to stop because they get mm -hmm. off the ride prematurely um, but, uh, there's a lot of investment in just like the theme parkiness of, uh, the behind the scenes of Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's here that we meet, uh, little the, Epcot. it's a little Epcot. I think a little Epcot. Uh, this is where we meet the Velociraptor, uh, the Velociraptor baby, uh, being cared for by BD Wong, uh, the mm -hmm. great BD Wong here in a very brief turn as Henry Wu, who will be like a supervillain in the new Jurassic World movies, I think is my understanding of it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's like origin the, story. Yeah, the I think prequel. he's like the bad guy in the new Jurassic World movies. Like great for BD Wong. He's incredible. Uh, if they had stuck to the book, I think uh, Henry Wu is like a very big character in the book and gets like viciously mutilated by a velociraptor. Oh my god! Yeah, so like it works out better for Henry Wu turning into a bad guy. Either die at the maws of a velociraptor or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain of the Jurassic World uh, series of movies. Um, lots of conversations about the ethics of this. Uh, like you say, you, you thought so much about it. If you could, you'd never stop to think about it. If you should, uh, Ellie Sattler's out on this. Dr. Grant doesn't no. really know. I, I will say that the one of the things that like I felt like was a little off here yeah. on on the rewatch is... There's a lot of, you know, Ian Malcolm also talks about how God killed the dinosaurs, uh-huh. that, that God didn't want this. What yeah. are we messing, natural we're messing selection. with God? It was yeah. natural selection yeah. that if God wanted dinosaurs, he would have not killed the dinosaurs. Right. Like uh, I bring a lot of like the will of God into yeah. all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I, like, I was just like, I thought you were all scientists. Like, you know, I'm I'm not this isn't like an anti-religion take. It's just like sure. I thought I thought you're all like men of science yeah. and we're bringing a lot of like uh you know, but this was God's will. We're met. Yeah. Are we God? Are we God now? Yeah. I God mean, I, is God. I think that probably like seeing man-made dinosaurs will like get you to like question a thing or two. Uh like it mm-hmm. does feel like that would be such a phenomenon that you'd be like, okay, hold the phone, wait a second. Like maybe like uh like Maybe God doesn't exist, but if God does exist, uh, probably not thrilled at what we're doing. And certainly we are not God. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it is like a scary notion. And I think that he's probably trying to just like think about it from that. He seems like a very hyperbolic guy, a hyperbolic guy. But he he, he has a quote. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Like, I just feel like that. Dinosaurs destroys man. Women inherit the earth. It feels to me a, a little like hypocritical to be yeah. a chaos titian yeah. and then also talk about the will of God. Yeah. Should we call him Chaos Malk? Chaos Malk. Yeah. Sure. Chaos Malk over here. Uh, so there's lots of questions about whether this is a good idea, but they're going to then go on like a greater tour after lunch. The room they're having lunch in is very strange. Dark yeah. room with just like uh, overhead projector artwork mm-hmm. uh, of like la- uh, like lots of different like dinosaurs on the walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very strange. Um, but they're going to go on the tour. They meet Lex and Tim. That's where companies can like the, the, the you know, uh, Roy Star Waco uh-huh. uh, that they have their like company retreat there. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we meet the kids, uh, John Hammond's grandchildren, Lex and Tim. Uh, do you like Lex and Tim? Do you have strong takes on Lex and Tim? The kids, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the kids are the kids are fine, and yeah. then, uh, that's the best I could say for them. You know, Samuel yeah. hates kids. Hates kids. I don't hate kids. Hates kids. <laughs> Doctor Grant hates kids. Uh, I, I don't love kids in movies, but there how do you was think nothing... Doctor Grant would feel about Ollie on Game of Thrones? He would hate him. Yeah, and. You know, even in the beginning of the movie, there's a whole thing about how, like, he's, like, telling Lord, what good are kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're terrible. But then he's going to, like, really, he's going to really like these guys uh, by the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, something there's nothing that is, like, 
really that made me, you know, uh, upset about these kids. I yeah. liked when the one kid got shocked by the electric. <laughs> okay, well, that we'll was great. There. We'll get there. So Tim really likes Dr. Grant because Tim's a dinosaur dude, like loves dinosaurs, loves all of this stuff, knows is what Tim's a doctor still working. Grant is. Um, yeah, Joe Mazzello is in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't him. know that the person who plays Lex is doing much these days, but I don't know that for sure. But Joe Mazzello works a ton. Uh, he was on Justified. Mm -hmm. He was in the Pacific. Uh, he's been on a bunch of things. Uh, so mm -hmm. I don't know what he's on right now, but I, he's probably on something fun right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, they didn't bring actor. her back for the final uh, Jurassic Park. No, I, maybe I don't know. I think that he and uh, and Lex show up. In... She comes back in in the Lost World. That's it, right? Like they show up for like a quick flash in the pan, and then they're gone. Uh, they're wow. just like there to be like, oh, connective tissue from the previous. She's film. in the music video for Ben Folds Five Brick. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That's depressing. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> the implications. Uh, so yeah, the she's gonna be she's gonna save the day by the end of this thing. We gotta we gotta observe. Uh, mm -hmm. so we'll we'll get to her in a bit. Um, they go on the tour. The tour goes uh, poorly. Uh, first, they're all scandalized by watching uh, a goat get lowered into uh, a Tyrannosaurus mm -hmm. Rex paddock to be eaten. Uh, next, they're gonna go and see like a Triceratops that is having like horrible diarrhea. Uh, is just like viciously ill. Uh, and the iconic, well, that's one big pile of shit, uh, mm -hmm. which uh, still cracks me up all these years later. Yeah. Yeah. A review for many of the future Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just a huge piece of shit. Uh, and so Dr. Satwer's going to stay behind because she's seeing, like, poisonous plants that the Triceratops is eating. It's, like, a great point of, like, we have no idea, like, what they would and wouldn't eat and, like, how would they respond to, like, uh, you don't flora know. and fauna of today? This is mm -hmm. irresponsible. You're making our Triceratops is very sick. Uh, so she's going to stick behind uh the background character here dr harding he's another book character but he doesn't have anything to do with the movie but he's a great guy in the book mm -hmm. makes it makes it how he's, recently did you read the book uh not terribly recently but like very memorably read it yeah. with my dad as a kid uh, okay he uh, one of the great things uh big mike used to do is he would read books to me and my brother uh mm -hmm. so we read jurassic park and we read Lost World, and I thought Lost World was really cool. There's a guy in it named Thorne who seemed really cool. Mm -hmm. Thorne never makes it into the movies, which was a disappointment. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so now shit's really going to go off. Um, Dennis Nedry is going to institute his plan very clumsily. He's like, yeah, I just got to go. By the way, the power is going to go off, maybe, and there's the thing. And also, I'll be right back, but I'm not going to be right back. And he goes, and he turns off the power. In the middle of a hellacious storm, mind you. Right, um, right. The storm really wreaks some havoc. I think if it wasn't for the storm, he would have got away with this. I think so, too. And I kind of feel like maybe, like, uh, don't do your, like, clandestine dinosaur thievery operation in the middle of, like, cyclone season. Mm -hmm. Like, that was probably the first mistake. And I feel like... Yeah. Uh, Dennis Nedry should have had like the operational authority to call it off. An audible. Uh, yeah. Could he do yeah. it like next week? Yeah. Right. Would that have like, worked? It's not good tonight. It's not good tonight. We got to have another time that we can do this. Uh, so he goes, he does it. He takes the things, the power goes out and this is very bad news for everybody who's still in those uh, Jurassic park cars. Do you ever see one of these Jurassic park cars in the wild before Rob? Like, like at Universal Studios? No, in the universe of our existence. Like, have you ever seen one on the streets? 
like what do you mean a Jurassic Park? There was park? a like, I don't know if, I don't know if with, this like, was Jurassic Park. Just like some of the ways in which Jurassic Park was so in the culture is when I was a kid, there was a there was a kid uh, or a family at school that had like the Jurassic Park decals on like their Jeep. Uh, and it looked relatively close to the Jurassic Park Jeep. Uh, I don't know if that was a thing that happened uh, far and wide or if that was just like a quirk of my corner of Long Island. Uh, but that happened. and It was weird. Hmm. Um, would you no, drive a Jurassic I, Park Jeep? I would drive one. I can't yeah. really say that I uh, experienced that firsthand. Yeah. Um, so the Jurassic Park Jeeps of the movie Jurassic Park experienced a Tyrannosaurus Rex firsthand. And now people are going to start dying. Uh, here we are uh, as the T-Rex shows up is going to play with the Jeep like it's its food. Uh, the iconic water ripple that happens uh, with the tremors. Yeah. Can I say, I don't, like, the T-Rex is big, but, like, yeah. you would be, wouldn't you be hearing that all day if, I mean, it's not Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, the T-Rex is walking around constantly. Yeah, you don't the, hear. I wonder is the, how much bigger is Godzilla than Especially a once it starts raining and the ground is very muddy. Yeah, I feel like you'd be hearing uh, more of like a sloshing sound. Yeah, slosh, slosh. Just doesn't have quite the same cinematic ring to it, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. It gets really, but uh, the the lawyer gets out of the car. You're not supposed to move. They know your movement, uh, and so the lawyer goes to make a movement. He goes to the outhouse. He sits yeah. on the toilet, uh, and uh, uh, Malcolm is going to try and do something to save the kids because the well, T Rex is really after the great the uh, line of like. When you got to go, you got to go. When you got to go, you got to go. Yeah, indeed. Uh, And uh, Dr. Malcolm's going to go and try and save I think we can get into Goldblum voice if we were talking about this movie for long enough. Yeah. Um, Do you want to try it? No, let's just keep going and see what happens. You know, it's hard because I am also podcasting about stars on Mars and I'm trying to get Goldblum on stars on Mars. No, but Shatner is the host. and I'm trying not to get Uh, into modern, uh, you know, modern day Shatner. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, easily, uh, easily uh, confused. Uh, Ian Malcolm gets like woofed uh, by the T-Rex, just gets like thrown by the T-Rex. You Mm -hmm. think he's dead. It blows out the outhouse. Uh, Gennaro is on the toilet just like fixing his hair in the face of the T-Rex. T-Rex eats Gennaro off the toilet. Uh, iconic movie death. Really, iconic. Really yeah, probably the most gruesome death that we see in the movie, right? Uh, really up there. Um, I mean, the implications of the deaths are really savage. Uh, like, I think like if you were to, if we were to rank like who had the best deaths as in like, uh, if I had to go that way on Jurassic Park, how would I go? I might pick what happens to him, honestly. I think of, yeah, I think of dead really fast with uh, being eaten by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, but I not instantly. Like, I think you are probably surviving. No. Like, uh, he basically eats him in one gulp. And yeah. then, uh, so I think that you're probably, you you have survived the initial, yeah. like, you know, you are, you're sitting on the toilet. Yeah. Dinosaur eats you. Yeah. Like, so I feel like your, your legs have been like amputated at this uh-huh. point. But I think you yeah. are surviving to, 
make it into the T-Rex's okay. digestive uh, tract. You've had a heart attack at this point, I feel like. You think uh, so? Yeah, I feel like you're dead. I feel like you're mm-hmm. dead. I feel like the whole experience is just too, too awful uh, that you don't, you don't make it through. But let's keep track of this because uh, I think that there's some questions to be had. It's not, none of them are pleasant. Everyone who dies in this movie has a horrible death. Uh, all the people who die, die horribly. Uh, it's not good for any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets eaten by a T-Rex and it's over relatively quickly in the scene, at least. Um, Dr. Grant is going to go and save the kids as the car falls over the thing. Uh, it gets stuck in the tree. He's going to have to go climb the tree and get into the car for Timmy. I threw up, says Timmy. Goes, mm-hmm. I threw up. Dr. Grant says, that's okay. Uh, they have to run out of the tree as the tree falls and uh, or the car falls and almost flattens him off of the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we've got like the crew of Timmy, Grant, and Lex. And like immediately, Dr. Grant is very paternal with these kids. It's like he's decided overnight, like, no, I think I'd like to be a father. Uh, like, I think I wouldn't mind being a dad. Uh, they, like, hang, they hang out in the treetops. And there's the brontosauruses. And he's going to stay up all night long. Uh, yeah. He, he loves the do you think he's Saurus joke uh, immediately. Yeah. I mean, these kids, uh, they've got jokes for days and yeah. they've got dinosaur jokes and that hits with him. Yeah, yeah. They know exactly like they, they're hitting right in his strike zone. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're going to go He's like not a dad. The kids have to supply the dad jokes. No, that's correct. That's right. So they have to fuel it. So like he's like, oh, that's going to be good. Uh, that's good inf- information. Write that down. Uh, so like just to talk through what happens with them, uh, they spend a night in a tree. They're like off in the wilderness for a while. They see like a flock of like those dinosaurs, whose names I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they see a T-Rex eat that dinosaur. They find eggs, uh, which means that the dinosaurs are breeding and they're not Uh-oh. supposed to be, but they are. Life has found a mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And then they find the electric fence that Timmy gets shocked by after Dr. Grant first uh, goes to the fence because the power is out all across the place. And he grabs the fence. He goes, oh, but it's a joke. It's a dad. That's not a good dad joke. That's like a. That's like a bad. That's a mean dad joke. We're like our no, lives that are is, on the line. Yeah, <laughs> that is a dad joke. Though. It is a dad joke, but it's a mean dad joke. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna go poorly for Timmy because on the other side of the storyline now, it's like everybody in the Jurassic Park hub. That's Doctor. Uh, that's that's John Hammond. Um, it's eventually gonna be Malcolm. They'll retrieve him. Uh, it's Ellie Sattler, it's Muldoon, the Raptor Wrangler, and we have not even discussed the fact that Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie mm-hmm. as Arnold. And this is like right before Pulp Fiction pops off yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson becomes enormous. Uh, so this is like his last like enormous movie before he himself is like an enormous star. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Arnold. Great character. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. This is catchphrase. And he's like working in IT support. And there's a lot, you know, we haven't talked about uh, just to go back to Newman here yes. um, that, you know, he uh, basically Nedry has basically like tripped the system. And so they have are sort of locked out of the Jurassic Park computer system. And I feel like that John Hammond is really trying to spin this as, ah, the ultimate evil was technology. <laughs> the, the friends we made was, along the way. Yes, was yeah. was was our our reliance on computers. That was the ultimate. Yeah. If we would have just kept it all 
man-made by like made our dinosaurs and then run jurassic park without all of this ai it would have been fine don't you like don't try and make this an anti-ai movie okay like john hammond was trying to scapegoat the computer system listen like maybe you're on to something but that this ain't that you know Mm -hmm. like you're doing a bad right did you get did you get that he's like like, 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 ah yeah I, i knew we shouldn't have like We'll let the computers be in charge of so much it's stuff. Like, okay, yeah, that's right, but like, that's not what—that's not what the problem here. This is. was still your idea, sir. <laughs> like, you didn't ask ChatGPT if you should do Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never stopped to think about if you should. You and you also—you hired Nedry, sir. Yeah, like you like vetted him. You were invested in him. All yeah. of this stuff. And then just recently, like in the last couple of hours, chastised him for having too much debt. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So maybe you need to take a look at the mirror, uh, mm-hmm. John Hammond. He, John Hammond does not make it out of the book. John Hammond uh, has a bad death in the book. The oh. tiny little dinosaurs from the second movie uh, go after John Hammond, and it goes really poorly. The babies. Yeah, like he's there for little, their birth. I thought they're bonded to him. It was like tiny little baby dinosaurs go after John Hammond, and he like falls down a hill and breaks his neck and dies. Oh, brutal. Not yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of death, uh, mm. I think we should probably talk about uh, another uh, iconic death in this movie, which is Dennis Nedry as he's escaping from Jurassic Park with a shaving cream can filled with embryos of dinosaurs, uh, crashes his car in the night, in the Wayne night. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he, he like, bl- like blows through a sign. Uh, he doesn't know which way is left, which way is right. And here he meets... A horrifying dinosaur called yes. a Dilophosaurus. The Dilophosaurus, Rob, that spits horrible black goo in your eyes after, like, first luring in, luring you in by thinking, "Oh, it's real cute, cute." This, this dinosaur is like about my size, maybe a little shorter. What a cute little guy! And then it goes. It has like a little like it's fins it thins out like it has like this little like tendril like horrible mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. like uh, like an ascot that emerges that unfolds from its flesh its reptilian flesh and it spits black goo in your face and so now you've got like burning searing tar in your eyes uh, and then Dennis Nedry frantically scrambles back inside of his car where the Dilophosaurus is waiting for him and uh, presumably rips him apart inside of the car. Um, I think that's worse than getting eaten by a T-Rex. Uh, yeah, potentially. You know, the the venom that gets uh, spit at him, like, yeah. I remember it being, like, I thought he, like, ends up going into, like, some kind of, like, paralysis, but he just yeah. seems, like, to be blinded. It doesn't really slow him down in any way. Yeah. Uh, he drops the Barbasol can. Uh-huh. Do you think that Barbasol paid to have that product placement in the movie? Gosh, um, I hope not for their sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this is not like, you know, like all press is good press. I don't know if this is good press. Mm-hmm. I think that it probably helped them. Uh huh. <laughs> you think, like, oh, so? yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know what I will say is the scene where Dennis Nedry gets lunch with Dodgson and he sprays the thing and then he puts it on his toast. Uh, I always think about whipped cream uh, when I see that scene. So, yeah, uh, I think bar- the Barbasol product placement is actually a good well, then- for a miracle whip. 
Nedry, like, uh, the, he gets, like, the shaving cream in his hand and then puts it on, like, somebody's, like, pie that's yeah. on the table behind yeah. him. Somebody's going to eat a shaving cream, like, pie. Yeah, and it always made me think of whipped cream. I was like, mm, tasty. It's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, so Dennis Nedry gets uh, eaten alive by the Dilophosaurus in his car. Bad way to go. Bad way to go. And, yeah. like, we still have a lot of movie. And he's, like, the human bad guy of this movie. And he's yeah. dead with, like, a good amount of time on the clock. The the embryos in the shaving cream can. I, I feel like that that seems like some kind of like Chekhov's embryos yes. that would come yeah. up in future Jurassic Park. But yeah, yeah, I don't, remember, I don't remember if that's like the I don't know if the, after 36 hours, I don't yeah. know if maybe that they need to be like refrigerated or something. Uh-huh. Well, they get like uh they get caked in mud, right? Mm-hmm. Like the mud just like piles onto the embryos. So like maybe at least the implication is like uh, mankind's horrifying Frankensteinian mistake has now been encased in amber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who knows? What, shaving cream. Yeah. Who knows what future generations will do with this product? Uh, mm-hmm. So uh the shaving cream is gone i can't remember if this comes back up in the other movies we'll have to check them out in 1997 and beyond uh so dennis nedry is dead um they need to get the power back on line oh we're yada yada past they have to go and retrieve uh ian malcolm uh we get the whole must go faster must go faster sequence where the t-rex is chasing the car uh, and there's the objects in the mirror are not as close as they seem uh, gag, which uh, as a kid was my first exposure to the idea that the rear view mirror uh, was, was there was illusions happening in the rear mm-hmm. view mirror. Uh, so that was one way to find that out. Yeah, um, it's uh, just so many great set pieces yeah. uh, all throughout the second half of this movie. Yeah, just littered throughout. So that's one of them. The next one is we got to get the power back online and uh, Ellie Sattler and Muldoon will go through like they have to go through the Velociraptor paddock uh, in order to get to like the place where Arnold has already gone to, but he hasn't come back. So they need to like do stuff to make sure that he's okay. Uh, And Muldoon, the hunter, realizes we're being hunted. Uh, and so he tells Ellie to go, and then he tries to hunt the Velociraptors, but he gets hunted by the Velociraptors. Clever girl. Yes. He says. Yeah. Great final words. Great final words. Uh, but I feel like that he, like what Nedry might have been, uh, seems like a little paralyzed by not moving uh, quicker. Like, yeah. 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 He like tries to swivel and get a shot off, but it doesn't quite work. The Raptors have him exactly where they are. Yeah, want but well him. after he's like, clever girl. Clever girl. Clever girl. Yeah. If he hadn't said, like, if he hadn't movie lined, do you think mm-hmm. that maybe he makes it? He has like, better if he hadn't, like, stopped to movie line? Yeah. yeah. He's toast. I think he's toast. Uh, so I think that that's a worse way to go than the T Rex. Just getting like ripped apart by two velociraptors. Dr. Grant was very vivid about how that was going to work. Sure. Uh, Sure. You know, the movie very like uh, kindly spares us having to see it happen. Um, yeah. The movie also very kindly spares us seeing what happened to Samuel L. Jackson, except for the detritus. Uh, we see the aftermath. It's an arm that falls onto Ellie Sattler. 
that seems like that must have been a horrible way to go as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of done for a little bit of like, uh, like, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. It's, uh, I think it's like dark comedy. It's like, there's yeah. a little bit she of like, comedic sees effect. Like, oh, doctor. Oh, yeah. like, oh, oh, Arnold, it's so good to see you. Ah, it's your arm. It's your arm. Uh, but she gets the power back online and we cut back to the electric fence that turns online just as Timmy, who was scared to go on the fence in the first place, gets booped, just like rocketed off. Tim uh, gets sent into yeah. orbit. <laughs> he goes flying. Mm-hmm. He was flying. It's ultimately okay, but it's a real scary moment. Uh, they put the kid in peril. Uh, the mm-hmm. children are going to continue to be in peril for the rest of the movie as we move into the final act of like, okay, well, we're all here. Let's get to a helicopter, get to the Joppa, and leave Jurassic Park. But first, the raptors are figuring out how to open doors and they come and terrorize Timmy and Lex on the other side of Timmy and Lex, like eating a monstrous meal. Uh, like they're yeah, eating. Well, why so was much all this food. food out? What was going on here? This couldn't, I think, like the food safety uh, uh, issues in Jurassic Park are underrated. Like all of that stuff shouldn't, like the power was out, Rob. Like this was out overnight. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think there's no gotta be a bug issue here of like, I don't know, like, why was all of a sudden did they wander into yeah. like Willy Wonka's room here yeah. at Jurassic Park? Yeah, there's like the like the mint jelly. Uh, there's like the green jello that Lex is eating that I always remember. And like that uh, as a food item is off the menu for me forever as a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like shaking on the spoon, this little green jelly. So they have to go and they have to like, hide from raptors and try to outsmart the raptors on like tummies filled with goo. Um, I got to imagine this felt bad. Uh, probably. probably, probably they probably bad. had like an extra sugar rush after being up all maybe, night. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So like they maybe had like an adrenaline thing. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I yeah. think so. Um, and, you know, they were just uh, high on all that sugar. They could be yes. able to run away from the raptors. But don't worry, they can't open doors. They can't open doors. They can open doors now. They figure so out how clever. to open doors. Clever uh, girls. Clever girls. They're figuring out how to open doors. But what the dinosaurs didn't account for, and John Hammond maybe didn't even account for, is that humans can do incredible things on computers. Yeah. Uh, and we find what's the name of the system that le- a Unix system. Mm. I know this. Uh, and so Lex is a secret computer hacker in a thing that, like the movie, like if the movie drops the ball on it, like it does not set this up really at all. Uh, that like in the 11th hour, she's just like going to like AOL this thing to life. Like we're going to just like uh, do like some dial up modem saving of like, locking doors turning the power on paving the way to get out of jurassic park um but that's how like the day is basically saved it's a combination of that Mm -hmm. and the t-rex showing back up and eating the velociraptors yes um you know uh we did not talk about what was going on back at the ranch with uh laura dern and dr malcolm and john hammond and there was a lot of like a you know, because uh, Ian Malcolm has been hurt. And, you know, there, there's the moment where we get Jeff Goldblum in, like, uh, the thirst trap. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you know what I'm referring to? Oh, of course I, I do. Uh, we have uh, an emote uh, in the post-show recaps patron discord of him just like leaning back with his shirt open uh, and just like sitting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daddy Goldblum uh, is what we call that. Yeah. Yeah. Can I share that? I I am trying to uh, share my screen. Can I bring yeah. this up? Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Daddy Goldblum. Yeah. How about yeah. this? Yeah. How about this? Yeah. It's a, it's iconic. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. There are uh, it's a great um, uh, meme format is Daddy Goldblum. I've seen some uh, gifs of uh, of uh, of Sam Neill as Dr. Grant when he is um, like putting his head next to the Triceratops that they've like superimposed mm-hmm. him onto Jeff Goldblum breathing. So it's like he's holding his abdomen and listening to Jeff. Wow. Like, a tiny Dr. Grant is like hugging Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> A giant Jeff Goldblum. Uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, Dr. Malcolm uh, was uh, was a, a sex symbol for sure. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, yeah. He really was. Uh, yeah. He was great. So he's like, he doesn't have anything to do with like saving the day. And so like, he's no. like All right, well, please bring me back for the sequel. I would love to run around. I'd he's love to kind like- of out of commission other than just to chastise, yes. uh, you know. Yeah, uh, this John one goes Malcolm. here, that one goes there type of energy of like, uh-huh. I, can't, I can't move around to do anything. You guys do the stuff. Uh, but he's like, uh, bring me back for the San Diego based dinosaur movie. I'd like to go see like the blockbuster scene in the Lost World. So he's going to come back for round two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get we'll get more of Dr. Malcolm. But they're able to make it out. Uh, Malcolm lives. Uh, the kids are alive. Uh, Dr. Grant is alive. He's big, proud Papa mode. Uh, Ellie is very proud of mm-hmm. uh, of her partner's growth. And uh, John Hammond is around to um, face uh, uh, to go on trial for crimes against humanity uh, on the other side of uh, what has happened here at Jurassic Park. Except were I think that he's probably fine. Sam Neill and Laura Dern were they a romantic couple like heading into this film? Like were they they weren't like dating or anything, right? I have no idea. If so, that that would be the first that I mean. I've they heard. never kiss in the movie, right? No, you mean the characters? Yeah, the, the characters. Char- yeah, they the characters that are like their partners. Okay, I think so. I do. Uh, not I, a lot of sexual tension there. No, not a ton. But he doesn't Dr. like Dr. Grant and Ellie. He doesn't like it when uh, Dr. Malcolm is like uh, making moves. Uh, so he doesn't feel great about that. Mm-hmm. Dr. Malcolm is like trying to like do some, and Dr. Grant is right there and he doesn't like it at all. Doesn't like life, it at all. life uh, finds a way. Finds a way. Um, so that's effectively the story of Jurassic Park. Um, 30 years greater, 30 years worse, 30 years the same. Yeah, I think it's just as good today yeah. as it was then. I yeah. mean, it was like a transformative movie. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's terrific. Uh, It's a phenomenal film. Uh, It's one that uh, I think uh, really stands the test of time going back to watch. Uh, Just like the nostalgic vibes of Jurassic Park. Really, really great. Um, We try to reboot these movies, Rob, here on the podcast. I know you love to consult chat gpt about yeah. what would uh, a sandlot sequel look you know like what? <laughs> like how do you do that with jurassic park when it has been sequelized in a way that feels maybe like chat gpt wrote it yeah okay well so i did that but uh honestly like i it was not okay. that interesting yeah um but what if instead of in you know bringing it into modern day time uh can you set 
the uh this remake in the 70s okay or that you would like. say in like 65 million years ago uh, no. what if the dinosaurs genetically engineer humans uh, mm-hmm. and bring humans in from the future back to the past <laughs> so maybe maybe this might be uh a, yeah. a little bit better okay yeah yeah. Uh, all right. So this is what, ch- and, and this is again such a great example of why we need real writers, yes. uh, not Chat GPT. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so picture it. It's called the Jurassic World seventy, the <laughs> Last Frontier. <laughs> okay. The Lost Frontier. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then we kick it right off. Uh, the year is nineteen seventy nine. I thought it was Jurassic World seventy. Yeah, that's already we're off to a bad start. Okay. Yeah. It's the peak of the disco era, Cold uh-huh. War tensions and significant leaps in scientific discovery. Charles Knight is a maverick oil magnate. Charles Knight? Yes, not Wayne Knight. Uh And an amateur paleontologist. Uh, And he has revealed his latest venture, Jurassic World 70. (laughs) Again, it's 1979. (laughs) So maybe it's a throwback. He should be doing Jurassic World 80. Uh, You know, look to the future, man. Located on a remote island near the Bermuda Triangle... Okay. The park is home to... You're asking for trouble already. Yeah, that's already a bad start. Okay. Um, so accessible only via a private fleet of jumbo jets decked out in full 70s glamour, shag carpeting and all. Okay. The park offers an escape from the malaise of the decade. The dinosaurs are contained using electrified fences powered by enormous solar panels and rudimentary computer systems that are considered state-of-the-art for the 70s. Yeah. All right. We, our protagonists are Sarah. She's a journalist who wants to expose Knight's venture as an ethical calamity. And Mark, a disillusioned Vietnam War veteran hired to oversee the park security <laughs> measure. Oh, God. Wow. Upon, upon their arrival, Sarah and Mark are given a Polaroid camera to document their visit and an eight-track tape player uh, for an audio guide. <laughs> wow. So they did the whole uh-huh. tour via eight track tape. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yada, yada, yada. In the heart pounding climax, they lead the T-Rex away from the guests using a disco ball rigged with flares reflecting the era's <laughs> glitz. Because the, the T-Rex, it, it's attracted by movement. So that would actually work, I think. Yeah, I think that's not a bad idea. I think a disco ball taking down a T-Rex is probably the best thing about this pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I could see that working for sure. They just needed yeah. to lead the T Rex into like I'm sure there is some sort of like gallery room uh, at Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- that would that would really I think uh, be you know <laughs> that would be a great set piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Maybe something to think about. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I think thumbs down on Jurassic Park seventy, The Lost Frontier. <laughs> I think I'll skip it. I think I'll skip it. Uh, I think that's left better left in the past. Uh, Mm -hmm. You got anything else on Jurassic Park, Rob? No, I think that this was uh, was really fun. Really, really fun. Always fun to go back and rewatch. Yeah, for sure. um, Fun fun ones to do. What are we going to talk about next week? Okay, so next week, we are going to talk about a movie that originally released on September 10th, 1993. And I don't know if you've seen this movie before. This is a blind spot for me. I have never seen this movie before. And it's a movie that I for sure should have seen by now. Um, so 
I don't know how this will go. Like, this will either be like a great movie that we're going to love or like could be like wildly problematic and not great. And I have no idea, but we'll check it out. True Romance yeah. uh, is okay. what's next on the board. September 10th, 1993's True Romance, directed by Tony Scott, starring Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, and Christopher Walken. Yeah. And okay. very notably, one of the, uh, the very first uh, Quentin Tarantino projects. Uh, yes. Quentin Tarantino okay. penned but not directed uh, true romance that I've never seen before. So I, I like the connective tissue between our movies. Now this is two weeks in a row that we had a movie that featured life-saving CPR uh -huh. uh, between the Sandlot and yeah. uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah. So yeah, shout out to the movie ladder podcast. Yes. Put this idea into the ether. Yeah. Uh, so we have a uh, Mr. Robot co-stars here yes. in back-to-back uh, -back weeks. Yeah, uh, BD Wong and Christian Slater. We get that's back it. to back. That's it. Uh, so uh, that's what's hooking us over to to True Romance. So yes, we're not trying to steal Brendan and Zach's no, thing, no, but it does no, seem to be happening. We are looking for like uh, <laughs> yeah. connective tissue between yeah. the, the things. Check that out the come Movie Ladder up. podcast. Great podcast. Uh, yes, and I'm trying yeah, to think: is this funny. is this really Christian Slater? No, he had done Heather's. Uh, before oh this. yeah so, no yeah, christian slater was for, for sure a thing yeah uh, like this might be like close to the to the height of christian slaterdom uh, yes you know like, christian slater at the height of his power yeah i think so like i think that christian slater like peters out for a while but i think like now like modern christian slater is a is a terrific version of christian slater mm -hmm. uh like the yeah. christian slater of like the last like five to ten years has been yeah. great he great. does um young guns too oh, Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh is pump who up played. the volume in yeah. 1990 when was He's young in, guns too did we miss it already 1990 yeah oh, man uh, he know. does uh Robin Hood Colin Prince of Thieves in yeah he won Scarlet yeah, yeah. So yeah, here he is. It's a big deal at this moment in time. Yeah, he's, he's on his have... way towards Broken Arrow with John Travolta, which and I think interview we'll with a vampire in 1994. Yeah. So yeah. both things that we could cover in the next year. Yeah, we'll be catching. We'll be catching Christian Slater. Uh, there and will be Jimmy more... Hollywood. Yeah, I've. What is Jimmy Hollywood? No idea. <laughs> there could be a lot of Christian Slater coming up for us uh, here on good. Thirty Years Greater. Yeah, I would feel good about that. Uh, all right, so True Romance is what is coming next. If you've got feedback for it, you can write in post showrecaps.com slash ask 30 if you've got feedback that you want to send our way make sure you're subscribed to the podcast search for post show recaps 30 years greater wherever you get your podcasts you could also use our rss link when you search by url postshowrecaps.com slash 30 uh you can watch uh 30 years greater uh, over on our youtube channel uh, postshowrecaps.com slash youtube hit subscribe you can check it out live as we're recording or you can get the vod after the fact uh, and you can talk to us on the internet wherever you can find us. I'm at Round Howard. Rob is at Rob Sesternino. Rob, you've got the daily suits going on and you've got the big brother. What else is happening? Yeah, uh, we've got, uh, you know, a bunch of fun stuff uh, going on on Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, we covered a really fun movie uh, from the Happy Madison uh, oh. brings you 
you are so not invited to my bot mitzvah. I covered that with uh, Chappelle and Sasha <laughs> Joseph. It was it was it was very fun. I think you'd like it. This is a new Netflix Adam Sandler new movie? Netflix movie. It's actually the entire Sandler clan. Uh, Adam Sandler, his wife, and uh, his two daughters. Uh, one of which is the lead in the movie. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. The Sandman making it a family affair. Who thought? A family affair. Who yeah, thought? it's cute. You yeah. like it. Uh, we're just still uh, with, we're within range for Billy Madison, right? Uh, I think the podcast has to survive to 2025. Yeah. Is that 95 is Billy yeah. Madison? Yeah, I think okay. so. Good. All right. Well, <laughs> good. We'll, good. I'll tell Eric Stein to get on standby. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, check out all those podcasts over at RHAP. Make sure you're still subscribed here to 30 years greater to Jurassic Park. We hope to see you again in 30 years to everybody else. We'll see you next week. Take care. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.